0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Drop Panda Podcast, where twice a month, four to five guys from Melbourne talk about nerdy stuff. I'm Adam, next to me is...
1: Jules, and uh, today I'll be talking about video game modding.
2: My name's Duke, and I'll be talking about animation in adult films. Yeah, my name's Dylan, and
3: I don't have a topic. He's our special guest for the day. Yes, I'm a
4: special guest. Um, Tim, my topic is going to be about horror and the various mediums that it uh, pertains to.
5: And I'm Nick, and I'm going to be talking about Harry
4: Potter.
0: And I'm Adam, once again...
2: Sorry, Adam, can I don't connect there. Yeah, sure. Like, animation for adult films. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't mean for like, <laughs> like, porn. I mean for films for like people over the age of. So we're
0: discussing yeah, you know, hentai today. Fifteen-ish. Well, we uh, can if
2: you want to. Well, man. I've mentioned porn every. Week. Maybe yeah, I'm video officially
4: video. useless for this topic. don't judge.
0: <laughs> and I'm talking about Superman because uh, Superman just turned eighty years old last week. Let's talk about Superman. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Okay. Right. So Superman turned eighty years old last week. Issue one thousand of Action Comics was released. It was like a ninety-page issue. I it's yeah. Action Comics. Huh. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um. FYI, Action Comics is the first, you know, su- showing of Superman. And I just want to like ask you guys. Yeah. everyone's seen a Superman movie, right? Which one? I you have seen a, seen, seen a Superman. You've seen a
4: Superman. I've seen <laughs> Superman three and then Man of Steel, and that's kind of it. Man, Man the, of
2: Steel's was, a masterpiece.
3: Yeah. That's pretty good. Man is of Steel. What I, mean? I didn't think it was really <laughs> <like> the best. <laughs> I was going to say um, what. <laughs>
0: Did you like it when, like, you know, he was interacting with Zod and did a thing with his head?
5: Well, done, Not right.
3: as much as I love Batman uh, what Was What was the
5: Superman film before that one? The, the most recent one before yeah, Man of Steel? No, the
3: 2005 one with, um...
5: Oh, yeah, that had a really good uh, sequence where he caught the plane in the, like, footy oval. Yeah. yeah, That that was a really nut, that was a really
0: good sequence.
1: I really enjoyed that, that movie.
0: Is that the one where he has a son in the sequel? No. It's so one with Kevin Spacey. There was yeah, a that sex yeah. sequel. That's
4: yeah. a, I'm pretty sure that movie is actually a direct sequel to the old uh, Christopher Reeve. Yeah. It was what? a direct so
1: sequel two. to Superman 2 and yeah. they ignored the or other answers. Supermans that yeah. had
0: come in between.
3: It was a very confusing Wait, you timeline. you they ignored Superman 4, the Quest for Peace? Yes. How is that, that, the like, that the
0: one where you like, is that the one where you uses shield as a, as a, as a, oh, as his net? His as a, as a net? as a shield. Possibly, yeah. Because there was a lot
1: of goofball stuff that they didn't like in in the sec no, third and fourth uh, of the classic Christopher Reeve ones, so yeah. they just re-ran the clock and said, "Hey, this is Brian Singer directing, by the way."
0: Wait, what? <laughs> <Wait>. On oh, <laughs> the pretty... two thousand and five one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This uh, is before X Men. I think he did
1: no. No, no it was no, after, after it. After. He after. didn't do one of the X Men films because he was working yeah, on he didn't Superman do instead. Yeah. Dodged yeah. a bullet there. Shit. Mm-hmm.
4: Did crap.
0: he? Did he really? Yeah, dude. did. Have you yeah. seen X-Men 3? Was that meant to
3: be a pun? No. No? No. It's no? no. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, and the only uh, Superman stuff, I've never really been into the character because I just, I frankly think he's boring. But like, um... I got into Smallville when I was younger. That was a pretty cool show. Yeah, back in the there day. There
5: were like 30 seasons of that, though. There yeah. were like
3: eight. <laughs> 30. Uh, eight? Yeah, eight
1: or I, I saw it the first ten. season of ten. Smallville. It was very like Monster of the Week, sort of. Yeah, it yeah.
3: Was in the early days. Yeah. That's yeah. all flashes. Welcome now. to the early two thousands. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, um,
0: what is your favorite Superman stories out of everything? Because no, like Dark Knight Returns. Because we've got we've got comics, we've got TV, <laughs> yeah. we've got uh, movies, we've got games. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Do we? Superman games. Superman sixty four. Superman <laughs> sixty four. Man, that was the, that
3: was Kenji.
1: I saw someone receive that as a present for their birthday once, and I was she like, says, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a problem. wow. <laughs> oh, are they no. still friends? Uh, this was a long time ago, and How I actually, <laughs> I don't know the, the recipient that well, I don't know any of those people that well, I was like, <laughs> they were the next table at a dinner or something, uh, it was
0: like, like, done. Yeah. D- yeah. thank,
3: yeah. God. <laughs> thank so, God that wasn't me, uh, you're over a surprise buddy, That's, I've never played it, so speaking oh, of I'm that,
4: I'm actually interested now, um, to see what Rocksteady might do. Like gaming wise, because we don't know what their next project is, and lots of people are thinking it might be a man game. <laughs> really, yeah. have they? Some, yeah. Have they leaked? That's a big. That's a big, that's a big it. rumor. Rockstar or Rockstar? No, it's Rocksteady. Rock Rockstar do GTA. So yes, complete fucking. Do yeah, yeah. you mean Rocksteady? Rocksteady, known for the Batman game. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So you know they made. They've yeah they've done this like Batman, probably not as bad as a reputation as Superman gaming wise but like I mean they managed to turn that around and make you know one of the great um, superhero gaming trilogies
5: yeah and so. they already have like a universe established exactly that they can fit him into potentially yeah so
4: yeah that's a big rumour actually that they might be they might be tackling Superman next
0: so more head snapping Superman
4: <laughs> probably it not it would no but that's it would be I
1: like, mean, how many people does Batman kill in those games? Yeah, yeah, cool. so, like, I've punched too many guys in the pit. He only ever knocks them. They're knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> out. Like, yeah, a yeah I flew down thirty feet and then kicked him in the head, and he's just knocked out.
3: Yeah, yeah there's a room in Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum, Asylum where you yeah, like a bottomless there. The pit. The are electrified, yeah. and there's a bottomless <laughs> pit behind like mesh wire. I've kicked him off the guys off <laughs> the edge. I don't know where they go.
2: <laughs> like, Mark said he have seventeen I'm interested. Wow. Are you two, looking two, at t- two in the dialogue? Yeah, it's department. fact checking. Oh, <laughs>
1: sweet. So all star Superman, all star Superman. Uh, That's what I would say yeah, is my All-Star favorite Superman. rendition. The,
5: Grant the, Morrison, come on! I was gonna say the
0: comic or the movie because that movie was weird.
1: Have you
5: played the Injustice games? I have. Not the great game. Both two. of them, because they're like su- focused around
0: Superman as well, aren't they? Becoming a new yes, the yeah. 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 The
3: second yeah. one's supposed to be really good. Naughty
0: Superman. I don't know. I don't know about the <laughs> sequel being better or than the just, first one.
3: Which one just came out? The second one. Yeah, that I came out last year. Maybe. Last,
0: oh, the early last year. Yeah,
3: I heard it was pretty good. Like story-wise, it was awesome. I haven't played it. I got no idea. <laughs> <So good. laughs>
0: no, but they are they are good games. They got uh, the, the the injustice hype has gone down a bit because the last DLC was the Ninja Turtles. What? Yeah.
3: I've never heard of this. So yeah, they had Hellboy as well. Had right?
0: Hellboy. They're the Ninja Turtles, That's and then. Nice. Um, I think that's the other. That doesn't like, sound terrible. Yeah. No, don't, don't, why,
1: why did the hype go down after that? Yeah, no,
0: I was meant to go like go up, but people yeah. people complaining Ninja Turtles don't belong the DC universe. Like, they brought in
3: Hellboy. Hellboy's Why? The you Star- don't want to or? buy as a inter- oh, Ninja no. Turtles against like, because that's
4: just silly. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the stupid part. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Michelangelo fighting Lobo. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they brought in some one of the characters <laughs> from Mortal
3: Kombat as well.
0: Yeah, but that, that's a given because the developers are the yeah. same guys. Yeah. I think this time around the world in, like, Sub-Zero, the first one they had Scorpio. Yeah. So, that, that that's a given. I was going to say, like, the, <laughs> only, the only person
4: who's actually contributed, like, a, a, a favourite comic is Julian with All-Stars of Men, which I've read, like, I don't know, four pages for some reason, <laughs> I don't know why. I kind of got, I was interested, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard really good things about it, and I, look, I had a, a little look at it We stuck it in my um, universe with, like, I think Bizarro or something. I
0: could be wrong, but
4: yeah, I've mm. read fuck all, like, so, Yeah, but why did you read
3: four pages and then just... I don't
4: know. I just got interested and I just kind of like flipped through it a little bit and that was it. What
0: you got to do is go read issue 1000 of Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's Brian Michael Bendis.
5: Did
4: they release a special
5: like comic book for the anniversary?
0: They had like 19 different variants spanning between... (laughs) Like each cover is spanning [SS2] between um, uh, each generation. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so by their reckoning, there have been 19 generations of Superman. That's yeah. impressive. 80 years. Generations, H... is that like
5: different characters or like different iterations?
0: Uh, I think there's different like eras. Oh, yeah, yeah generations. Is that including like
5: Superboy and Superdog yeah. and Supergirl and yeah. all that? Uh, yeah. The super I love that. family. So yeah, the super stuff.
3: family. Even though they're Super, if i have anything, you can get a character made, guys. Yeah. yeah. They realize that in Pretty the 70s. Super <laughs>
0: <rad>. The new <laughs> Superman is- uh, there's also a new Superman who's also Chinese. Is it? Really? Religious? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, no. I, that, that's another topic altogether. I wonder what market I mean, that's pandering yeah, yeah. for. Yeah, well. <laughs> China. It's a tiny market. Why would they... We want to we promote an American icon to the Chinese people. How do we do that?
2: Have you guys seen that the trailer for that film about... It's, a, it's about a, what the, What's that massive shark called? Meg... Meg, Meg oh, I'm Meg. Not? Yeah, Meg. it's got Jason Statham in it. It looks Meg. amazing. It's, and, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> split down the middle cast of... Asian stars and American stars to pound it to like the two biggest markets. And it's like the most obvious case of that I think I've seen. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool, like I'm not going to go any right. deeper into that or it's going to get I'm going to see it. I'm not. Really?
5: I reckon... It looks shit. Yeah, but it looks amazing. There's a giant shark. There's a giant shark.
2: Like, yeah, and it looks
4: know. animated. Yeah, true. Anyway, i got to say my other favourite Superman story is probably Flashpoint.
0: For those who've read it, is that the Flashpoint Paradox? That's, that's yeah. the one where you know Superman does nothing. He does nothing. He's just he's like, he's like he's, he's just rushing
5: Yeah, and he's like he's, just he's just like a lab rat, a coward, and
0: he's skinny like, as well. Doesn't he's you know just he's just thing, I think I, I
1: actually think a character like Superman works best as a supporting character rather than a lead.
3: Sorry, there's um I don't know if you guys have heard it or seen it or whatever, but um there was like I just remembered man, there's like these early in the 1930s there was uh these. A series of animated cartoons they made like max fleischer mm. was hired yeah. to uh, produce a bunch of cartoons like 10 minute shorts and they're pretty they're pretty innovative in like you know animation techniques and they're really like visually like interesting to look at now still yeah i was just wondering if anyone's seen those because they're like little quick bite-sized kind of like stories like i don't know who's superman's loving shit again like lois, lois yeah like she'll get kidnapped by oh. some villain he'll have to go out and save her like you know tear apart the walls and shit and just get in there and get
0: the job done. I think I've seen some of those. I haven't seen all um, of them
1: though. Yeah, no the the look of that like the the, um, the Batman animated series when they started developing that that was one of the things that they looked at as a visual reference point. Oh, to, yeah. To sort I'm of. That but what design. came first then,
0: the Superman animated series yeah. or the Batman animated series? Batman
1: animated series was first. <clears throat> okay.
3: No, Batman was um. But 90s. this
1: Batman animated well, series, right? yeah, no, like
3: yeah,
0: so yeah, because um,
3: that was nineties, like ninety one or whatever. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. is it the Kevin Conway one or the one before? kevin conroy Conroy, yeah yeah mark hamill
3: kevin conroy that was like 91 to like 94 and they just kept it going yeah Yeah,
1: and then and then the superman animated series Ah, but like the ones i'm talking
3: about were back in the 30s like years and years ago yeah like they like hired them to do these um animations like 10 minutes but they they look really really cool huh i might check when i go? to go out like max fleisch's uh just superman (laughs) cartoons
4: i don't know why but for some reason like the character is so well known and iconic just so up just right up there in like um, people's consciousness. Like yeah. I kinda it makes me not really wanna read any of his traditional standalone stories, no matter how iconic. I always wanna read it makes me wanna read like Justice League more where he's a side character, or like like Tower of Babel, or that kind of thing. Or um, like the alternate Elseworlds kind of things. Like, um what is it? Uh Superman Red Sun where instead of landing on the Kent farm he lands in Russia, um, Russia. Yeah, and Russia, communist becomes, Russia, yeah, becomes a communist kind of, um, dictator or that kind of thing.
0: Have you seen Bruce Tim's Gods and Monsters? No. Where he lands in Mexico and he's, like, speaks half Spanish. God. Sounds interesting. And he's that. the son of Zod instead of Joel. Okay, that's fucked up. Oh, okay. That's yeah. already fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Bruce Tim, so you know he's, you know, he's, I love he, when they
3: do that, when they take, like, <clears> an established <throat> character and just, like, just throw him in yeah. some way completely like different the, the what if story yeah, yeah. Yeah. like Gotham by Gaslight like oh, I like, love that. still haven't seen that movie
4: yet I'm gonna still, I'm gonna, still haven't read I'm it. It. saying a Batman night at some point didn't you think, didn't you do that like two weeks ago no
3: nah, I didn't did get like to. two months ago
2: I
4: didn't get to no that one Jesus. fell apart, so we gotta reschedule that dude. Jesus
2: <laughs> Nick yes I'll see the Meg if you see it <laughs> 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 alright deal absolutely I haven't even seen the trailer yet
0: I've no idea what this it's movie is pretty about. fantastic.
5: Oh, yeah. is it is, I think I think I'm it's, gonna it's gonna tongue and cheek. In
2: it, who's, you know that chick in John Wick who looks like she's always really yeah. angry? And she's
5: got that like hairstyle <laughs> that that's like hot cool. Hairstyle.
2: She has got a of hot cool and, like in <laughs> hot hairstyle. Um All right, so that leads gonna us come to come across
3: great
5: anyway.
1: in <laughs> 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 That leads us nicely into my topic. Uh, I'd like to talk about Uh, video game mods and and the modding scene and and uh, all the things surrounding that so just to start with has anyone experimented with modding video games never yeah it's kind of restricted
5: to pc gaming though isn't it it is that you can get it on like xbox a little bit
1: so bethesda are sort of at the forefront of this and they have enabled modding for the Xbox and uh, PlayStation versions of their games, Skyrim and and Fallout 4. So if you are a console gamer, you're not necessarily restricted anymore. Obviously, it is traditionally a very PC-orientated scene. It'll get bigger, I think. Yeah. It's only going to spread. Well, I mean, in, in some sense, like even Minecraft, a lot of the... Community around Minecraft is all about modding and, and custom creation, so uh, it's sort of a very it, well, it was a very in thing as long as Minecraft was an in thing, and you know that still is quite popular amongst the kids. So, uh, what what uh, Tim was your experience with with modding? Mm,
4: less so for like experimentation, and more ah. so because just out of necessity, I'd say. Like um okay, like cause I cause I've got I haven't got a gaming laptop. I only play. I generally play games that I missed out on back in the day or PC exclusives back in the day that I didn't have access to but now do because of Steam but yeah like I've I've run run across like glitches or say texture updates or like Quake I modded Quake as well just to get it a bit more presentable just that kind of thing I've had a game crash I was playing like Call of Cthulhu or whatever and there's this horrible because it's buggy as shit that game but it's fucking awesome Um, and there's a glitch where there's literally a game-stopping glitch in there where I had to, I had to quickly go um, find a fan-made mod just to skip over that little right. section. Just yeah, so it's more. So it didn't thing. even fix the glitch; just like bypassed it just, entirely. Uh, yeah, just to bypass wow. that. To it's only like it's one little bit. You shoot like three things with like, you shoot like three enemies on it with like um and with an AA gun, but that's pretty much it. Wow. So like like a minute's worth of gameplay. So. Yeah, yeah, no, but
1: that's it's still like there's definitely an element of that in the community where uh, mods, modders step in to fix things that they see as yeah completely broken or, or missing.
5: Yeah,
4: it's, so it's great. Yeah, if like if the developers like if they go under and they're not there to actually work on the game anymore, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I reckon it's great that
5: they can like open it to the community to play around with it and make it how they want it and fix the bugs that yeah. they find themselves so rather than reporting make... it to the sorry. <laughs>
2: There's a popular
1: mod where you just make the characters naked. Well, that's uh, <laughs> see. This is the <laughs> thing like is, is there's there's a bit. I think there might be a, a in the wider gaming community. There's some sort of perception that modding is only for. Naked people, like putting naked people uh, into the game. I'll have
3: you know, mate. Like when you first said mods, the first thing that came into my head was, uh, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage on a dragon. And <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's and that was great. I'm thinking of Skyrim. Yeah, It's literally there's. Like, a, it doesn't get better than that. There, know, no, there it does because yeah. there's a Thomas the Tank Engine version <laughs> of that <Batman laughs> oh, as well, oh, wait. where Thomas the Tank Engine comes in <laughs> as a dragon. Yeah, no, that's um, pretty cool. Too. Have you seen that
4: video? I've but, seen. Yeah.
1: but yeah, like there's this perception that it's a bit of a joke and um or or it's for the lewds and mm-hmm. um <laughs> but like i'm thinking about this a lot because i've jumped back into fallout 4 uh there's a problem with fallout 4 i don't know how many of you guys have played it but there's an element of the gameplay which is about rebuilding the commonwealth Oh god! I and you to have to that. yeah you have to rescue settlers it's or it's like easy. And then you have to build the settlements. And the, the shitty thing about it is that uh, the settle, settlers can't seem to do anything for themselves. They actually cannot. Yeah. You have to tell them where to plant tree, like, like farm lands. You have to tell them where to build fences. You have to do all this shit. And it it drives me nuts. Like, I've replayed Fallout 4 a number of times. One of the main reasons I drop out of it is because of this settler building thing, which, like, I want to make the most of the system, but uh, it's just tedious and boring when you have to do it 20 odd times um and so there's this new mod that's come out in the last few months called uh, sim settlements and it's got an expansion called rise of the commonwealth which basically makes your cities into sim cities where you can designate zones which are for recreation or residence or commercial or industrial and then the settlers will jump in and and like over over a period of time that city will develop and the rise of the commonwealth expansion is uh, one where the modders who have done an incredible amount of work they've actually gone through and designed entire cities um, from the base that bethesda has delivered and so you'll say and and it's really well balanced because you need someone to lead the city to be the mayor of, of sanctuary for example and so you'll say, okay, Preston Garvey, you, I don't want to <laughs> walk around with you, with your friggin' attitude. You're going to be the mayor of Sanctuary, and then, like, a few days in-game later, you can come back and you'll see the whole, all the walls have gone up, they've put turrets out, they've done mm. everything they need for this colony to survive, and you haven't had to do anything, really. Cool. Um, you can be as hands-off as you want. And it's, it makes the game playable, it's something that should have been, like, they could have released it as an official expansion or official DLC. It's that well thought out and well done. Um, and, like, it's just completely revitalized the game for me. And I, I know, like, in, in the past there have been other games where I've um, had an, a pretty good time with it, but then modding has really, really stepped it up and taken it to the next level and made it much more enjoyable. Um and so that's that's why I wanted to bring this topic to the table. So
0: I think a mod that I discovered the other day was um there was at one stage going to be a Halo online game for PC. Ah yes. That got cancelled. Right. And so the community has developed something called El Dritto, if you can say that better than me than Elderito, El- yeah. El de it's a community made mod for Halo Online. So uh, pretty much open source Halo 3 assets. That's,
3: that's pretty interesting because I got it like, did you guys hear lately with, uh, in regards to like Bethesda letting them all like, you know, open up the modding space. Mm. There was a team that were modding Fallout, like they were gonna make Fallout 3 in Fallout 4's engine. And they oh, had the game like, you yeah, know, pretty yeah. well built. Like it was coming on really well, but then they hit a snag with um, like the, the, like the yeah. vocals, like the dialogue, oh, with the, okay. with the sound. They were gonna record it themselves, they realised that with their current plan they were gonna get like tangled up in legal shit, like so they just they just dropped it, like they're not doing it anymore.
1: That's really unfortunate.
3: Yeah, but like it's obviously they had like a whole team of people working on it like really hard, really passionately. But they were also in close like talks with Bethesda. Like it wasn't just them doing their own thing, like they were actually like, you know, discussing it with them, like with their, you know, kind of participation on the site. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's kinda of sucks that like it got pulled.
0: So many dead games.
3: They're still working on New Vegas' as mod though. Like Fallout 4. I don't know <laughs> oh, if they Oh, the New Vegas in now. the Fallout 4 engine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't played New Vegas yet. Pretty it's good. it's one of the it's better Fallouts. Yeah, I yeah. hear it's great.
5: Man. So, those mods, just a quick question, hmm. are they typically uh, free? Like, how do the mod developers um, gain from it? Like so what do they get from it?
1: Bethesda has started to try to monetize some of the content with their creation club
0: is that through steam uh
1: no it's it's on every platform that they've got games on oh. so so you can jump into the game and uh there's a on the main menu there's a creation club um menu item you can click on and and go through some of the officially sanctioned Bethesda mods um but actually everything is um free if you like and and it's a bit um, unwieldy, so it's not actually that easy to install a mod manually. But there are also tools that you can use yeah. to to install them for you and run it um, perfectly fine. And you, you, there's minimal fuss. It, it does get annoying um, upgrading a mod because it's not automated. But um, but yeah, like it's crazy. Like I think a lot of modders are supported by platforms like Patreon and stuff like that. But Heaps, heaps of them make no money at all off their mods. They just do it for the love of it, or because they think there's something that's broken that they have the ability to fix, um, and they're just
4: sharing it with the world for for joy. Can it easily and, be a gateway into an actual like development
0: career as well. Like, yep. like I think um, there's a huge yeah. legal thing behind that as well.
4: Yeah, but like, yeah. What, what was um was was Team Fortress the original one? Was that a Half-Life? Oh one? yeah, that's it true. was indeed. Yeah. yeah, and then they made you know Team Fortress it's Two. True. And then look at that! Like that was so yeah. freaking successful for quite a while. Absolutely, yeah. A people lot of people
3: still
4: playing that game, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. Surprisingly, They're
3: still, wow. still know, trading right. hats.
5: It's been out for how yeah. many years? Oh, hats and scrap metal. This <laughs> brings <laughs> back the PTSD.
1: But yeah, like definitely a lot of um, modders. Like they're obviously very skilled and they know what they're doing in terms of uh, coding and modeling and, and and all that sort of stuff that goes into game design. They they get jobs and and uh,
4: yeah well i want to bring up a discussion regarding the genre of horror one of my favorites just talk about which mediums the genre is suited best for like you know um like games movies tv uh comics you know film obviously so
0: um for the horror genre yeah just to point out i am really bad with horror movies so (laughs) so i'm like the worst person to ask i think i mentioned this yeah, I missed this like last time, but the last horror movie I watched was The Reaping. Oh, yeah, really
5: so v- yeah, bad. See, I think what? I think horror in video games could be quite immersive and like absolutely like horrific if done right. Like in uh, what was that Silent Hill
1: game?
3: Yeah, P T. Silent Hill Two. Right,
5: PT. The PT game with uh, like if you combine that with like a VR headset,
2: I think
1: you uh,
5: could, yeah.
2: well, that <laughs> would kill
5: most people. Resident Evil Seven, yeah. is in VR,
3: yeah. Yeah, I gotta say like. With horror and everything, like, you've got it in, like, literature and, you know, it's a lot more slow and it's a lot more uh, plotting and it's usually, like, my experience with horror is mostly gothic horror in, um, Mm. literature. But, like, games are kind of uniquely, um... Interactive. Yeah, they're, like, uniquely, like, prepared to be able to, like, handle this in, like, a way that we haven't seen before because the idea of horror... In itself is to put you in a position of like you know fear and it's easier to put them in that position when you're straight up playing the game when you're you like controlling the character yeah. and you have to like make like decisions like at a time and everything <laughs> it's there's some pretty damn effective ones out there like silent hill like yeah. first person as well particular like resident evil 7 and it's like right in your face amnesia it's just like horror movies will still get you like mm. you know
4: I just oh, yeah. watched. I just watched this. Um, oh, I didn't just watch it. I recently watched um, a video comparing um, the aspect of is- um, isolation with horror, comparing it to movies and video games. And it's like that whole like how it doesn't quite capture it as well in in, in film because you need to have apparently more characters. You need to have characters, side characters on their dialogue, so the viewer doesn't get bored. Whereas if you play a horror game, most of the time you're alone, like by yourself. So it really captures the whole that aspect i'd say yeah Yeah, i I think i saw
3: that video as well yeah like it's about the fact that you know you don't need to worry about like all this extra dialogue like character plot to keep people motivated because the idea is they're playing the game so they're like involved anyway
5: yeah it's like i reckon it's the most immersive platform yeah so like view content
2: yeah
1: there is one important problem for me with video game horror games uh which is that i if i feel like I get to a point where it's too frightening for me, I can just stop playing it and then I'll never see the ending again. Yeah, that is super
2: interesting. <laughs> like A mm-hmm. horror
1: film, even if it's petrifying me, like even if I'm really mm-hmm. scared, I'll let it keep
2: you, going. You're in there. You're in the theatre. That's it. Yeah. You already but, um,
4: there's the passiveness as well. You can yeah. easily just cover your eyes. You don't have to worry yeah. about pushing anything forward yeah. like a game.
1: So like with Amnesia, and one of the great successes of Amnesia is that because... There's really no way to fight back against the horrifying things that are chasing you. Um, it's very intense. And I think a lot of horror games like Resident Evil series, uh, it doesn't scare me. Like even like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, I don't find them scary because it's just a matter of becoming powerful enough or skillful enough to defeat yeah. so the enemies. The,
3: uh, not even the voice acting in Resident Evil scares you.
1: No, not, not necessarily. And and the audio design is is obviously a big part of what makes horror successful in, like Dead Space. in most cases.
4: Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I didn't so find Dead what? Space to be that scary. No. The atmosphere, I'd say, and um, the sound design is fucking impeccable. See, I
0: say I'm scared of horror, but I've played all of Dead Space 2, I think it was. Yeah, wasn't it's a lot that... more action, though. Go yeah. Back and, go back and play the first one. Like, shit.
2: So what... Awesome. Can I... What... Kind of, what are we defining as, as horror? What did you say before, Dylan? Well, that it's something that makes you feel fear. In the the any way? Like, yeah, discomfortability, like,
3: dread. Yeah, because there's certain levels of horror, but there's there's,
2: there's there's like spectrums. There's like get scared at something jumping out at you, and there's like mm. deep psychological mm. fear from from yeah. themes. So I don't think all spectrum. I don't, you, spectrums. I don't mm. think it matters what, job, whether it's a f- film or a game, if if it's something that is horrifying you on, on on a level of like an insecurity you have or something you fear then that's going to be what's powerful so i feel like it depends for each person so mm. like i'm not much of a gamer that's just the truth of it for me but when i look at games that people play until dylan might shut should be able to shut this down but it seems to be <laughs> the horror level seems to be somewhat on like a for at least most games on like a primal level like mm. it's It's like you're in scary locations, scary things are happening to you, blah, 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 blah. Whereas based on a lot of my favourite horror films, they're always, at least the ones that scare me, they're appealing to things that I find personally, existentially scary. So that's why I choose film just based on the preference and how it appeals to me. Can you give some examples? I get that because like
3: like games and everything, it's more like you put in a situation, like Silent Hill, it's like a lot of the fear and that. Is the setting and it's like, you know, the vulnerability and like, you know, the tension of like not being able to know like where the danger is coming from. But like, I don't think that games would be able to do like that kind of insidious, like Rosemary's Baby, like get out type of horror where it's yes. like it creeps in by the fact mm. that purely they can take breaks in between. Like, horror games are like, you know, it's relentless, it's like you're in there all the time, and like good ones, you're not going to get like a chance for like respite. Mm. Whereas these ones, it's like, there's a certain mystery and dread that would unfold and it's like, I don't think games can take the time out to like really express that as well as like, you know,
2: film can. Can I give an example based on what you just said? Yeah, definitely. And this is for you, Tim. So I'll try not to spoil this, but I watched for the first time a week ago. I've actually got notes up about it. I watched The Babadook. Is it Babadook or Babadook? Babadook. Babadook. Anyway, it's an awesome film and it's exactly what Dylan just said because the reason it scares me is... The film and why it's so intelligent, the film's drawing a lot of comparisons between kind of the horror cliches and things of being possessed and all these kind of things with how mental illnesses in any form creep into us and take over us without control and how we, how we can overpower them through our awareness of them. And it does this by being at some time scary sometimes about possession, sometimes about horror, things going bang in the night. And then legitimate scenes of exposition where we're looking at these people's lives and what's driving them to do these things. And I would say that most horror games, based on what I've seen, like Dylan said, they won't stop for like a half an hour scene with a mum and her child going around and how the neighbors feel about this and kind of <laughs> boiling up her frustration that allows that to happen. So that's why, and like, so another, another film I find so scary is that, like, The Shining is so scary. As well mm. yeah so these those levels of fear the stuff that scares me i don't see myself mm. getting that out of a video game uh, you're playing the wrong That's games yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe I'd yeah see, abso- that- absolutely
3: correct i haven't played many video games. i think yeah mm. just definitely i think it's probably like the, the type of horror because i think it definitely works for games and like you know wouldn't work for movies
2: mm. and then vice versa yeah, well, yeah exactly yeah yeah that that primal level, I feel like, is more successful in games.
1: I would say if you get into the deep lore of uh, something like Bloodborne, there are definitely elements of, um, like there are really disturbing moments in that game, where uh, where you realize what the world is and why it is the way it is, and um, I can't sort of articulate it off the top of my head, but. Yeah, if you—it's hard. They've, they've I've yeah. stuffed it up before. <laughs> <Blood> <laughs> really complicated. But there's a there's a lot, and there are some really yeah. good YouTubers who are out there explaining it. So, um, yeah, if if you're interested, that's it might be worth looking into. Yeah. It's not something you'll ever play yourself, probably. But
5: have you guys ever played like survival horrors, like Shit, like the forest? Um, oh oh, yeah.
4: oh yeah. yeah, where
5: you're you're like I got really into that. type of You thing. and your yeah. son <laughs> crash landed on, on an
4: island.
3: Oh that kind of, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. like don't starve so but
4: yeah yeah total survival stuff i thought you meant full-on survival like classic survival horror like
0: daisy yeah. no
3: like nah, well like quite. the procedural ones where it's like you're dumped yeah. in an open world and you have to go around and scavenge for shit and build up your resources and you survive for like a certain amount of time while also being like hunted by like oh. enemies oh, so so like what
5: here. i found most disturbing was like the creativity that people like the developers could like had to come up with some with some of the monsters and mutants yeah. like it's Pretty horrific the stuff that like you encounter in that game. It's pretty gross. Yeah.
3: I saw the trailer. I remember watching it with you, and I'm like, that's that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, like, they're like moving trees
2: that like just
5: yeah, and like the like the physics engine really made it so realistic. it yeah. it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, Adam, before we finish on this topic, can I kind of branch off into something that's related to horror but not like is mind, that yeah. Question: Who wants who wants to hear some film theory? Go on, film oh, theory. Dylan, do you know how to pronounce this guy's name? Um, alright Spetan
3: Spatan Todorov
2: alright I believe so this bloke (laughs) is a is a film theorist and he's got a super interesting kind of breakdown of what makes things scary and this is something that I find super fascinating because I agree with it completely which is there's three factors that contribute what type of horror we're dealing with and the one is the uncanny which is when things are unusual but they're Ultimately explainable in the natural world. So, for instance, the house is haunted, but it's rusty pipes. Yep. Things like mm. that. And then the complete other end of that is the marvellous, where it's clearly supernatural and nothing is explainable by the natural world. So, like, demons blowing down doors. But what he kind of argues, I think, is that what makes it scary is what he calls the fantastic, which is categorized between like the hesitation we experience when we're dealing with kind of that middle point between what's rational and what's supernatural. So when you and that's for a perfect instance for me again is the Babadook where Babadook where it's it it does it is dealing with things like possession and whatever, but it's dealing them in ways that are drawing links to real life things like like mental illness. And it becomes horrifying when you view things like that in the scope of being possessed. So that's just like a little thing I wanted to add. I think that's really fascinating. It kind of brings Um, me to Silent Hill
4: too, actually. Or just Silent Hill in general. How like, um, the monsters in the world and um, the imagery and all this um, symbolism is actually, you know, all the representation of the person who's in Silent Hill of their um, mental illnesses yeah, and the, their problems and the, the like, yeah. psychological demons yeah. coming,
3: like physically manifesting yeah. to like take them down. But on um, on Silent Hill two, really quick, like it's cool because they take in another way how games kind of do horror like differently, like in the way of the like like medium. Mm-hmm. Video games, like in Silent Hill two, you have like collectibles and everything. And like if you look at like you know, for example, he'll show up. He's got a photo of his wife. If you spend too many times yeah. going into the menu and looking physically home. looking at the photo. Like, it changes the ending. It changes, like, oh. the difficulty. It changes, like, the cycle. makes him mistakes. more suicidal. Like, makes him more suicidal. Because there's, like, four or that's five different endings in that game. And depending on what you do, like, there's a hallway Small at the end where you run through. And, like, you know, you hear your recording. Oh. And if you stop and listen to the entire recording and everything, it will change, like, you know, the outcome as well. Like, yeah. it all reflects, like, sick every much. decision in that game has been <clears> made to reflect, like, James's psyche. Like, your character's that's cool. psyche. It's sick.
4: I was gonna quickly just bring it over to, um books and literature and all that stuff, because you really, not really touch on it. I, for, like, for a while, I would have said that I don't really find much fear or any kind of terror or, you know, like a horror, a comic book could be horror, but I don't find myself affected by it. No, not that much. No. Until I read, yeah. <laughs> I came across this horror manga author, yes, thank you. Junji Ito, who's, um, ah, like, um, is very love crafting, actually, like, it's really, cla- um, um, classic kind of like those original japanese um monsters rooted in folklore but at the same time it's still very much um based in like the modern kind of contemporary settings and everything like that like tokyo and all that stuff just like back in the 80s when a lot of it was written but yeah like a lot of his stuff if you look, like look at some of his like reveal images of some of the monsters or creatures i find it just so unsettling so compared to like say americans where it just what kind hunts, of creatures are they it's just indescribable kind of like really disgusting <laughs> he doesn't try the description. it's like say you watch a horror manga or something like i was watching tokyo ghoul uh, recently and it's like the, the elements are there but it just looks so clean and good and everything just so well drawn you don't really find much of a sense is, of like grittiness whereas his someone... stuff is just absolutely disgusting is this the kind one that really. you
3: uh showed me the video
4: on yeah i showed you some stuff of it yeah, there, yeah. there's so
3: like one of the ones that was in it was um, this town is uh, yeah. like is um, almost being um, tormented by like these balloons, like where it's just their uh, heads—the hanging balloons. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, the one concept: uh, a celebrity is
4: basically um, seemingly committed suicide on the power lines just outside oh, of wow. a second-story window, and um, it turns out it basically creates this mass hysteria, and um, eventually her ghost is reported to have been seen, uh, but it turns out that. They're actually creatures, completely unexplained. We don't know what, what their origin is, what their real purpose is, but they seem determined to go out. And um, basically, the creatures are giant floating heads um, attached with um, nooses, basically, instead of like mm-hmm. running down from the neck.
3: Like they of a balloon. Pretty, like much. pretty much pretty much a giant like air goes balloon in his face, yeah. and then like Rope yeah. is like an actual noose and yeah. it goes after the person whose face it has oh, yeah. like oh, oh
5: man so does
4: everyone in the world have one of these yeah every, every single person oh, it's shit. so disturbing yeah like that kind of those <laughs> kind of really fucked up concepts like you just turn the page <laughs> yeah, and like because yeah. generally yeah, like that's we, horrifying it's Yes. it right. is it's, oh, it's so surreal and disgusting in the best way which I've never seen in comic books or manga or anything like that like It's such such a brilliant It's so
3: detailed as well. As far as I know, it doesn't end with some, like, laser in the sky, like, no standoff deal. And, like, it just kind of happens.
4: Everyone basically, like, completely, like, um, basically, like, one of the balloons gets shot with, um, a bow and like, a crossbow, and that person, like, it deflates, and then suddenly, right next to the, um, protagonist, air quote, um, basically right next to that person, that person whose, um, balloon just got shot. Yeah. Her face deflates in the exact same manner. Oh same shit. shit! Check this. Check this shit out. It's so, yeah, so, I'll take it It's brilliant. Yeah, shit. it's yeah. Do the do the balloons actually kill people? They go. They fucking kill everyone, basically. Yeah, they're trying to
3: hang them. Like, they yeah. have the nooses at the end. They're yeah. going after the person. Uh, after the uh, yeah. oh. it's
5: just. Do uh, they like? Are they fast or are they like walking Pretty fast,
3: actually. Are they fast. Was well, yeah. it like
5: the they're it floating. follows or is it like? They're like floating it's, in the sky. They are, yeah, yeah. Everything's relentless. Basically, oh, yeah. It's such a These, oh, it is. So much of
4: it is like there's um there's another character, um, Tommy, I think, which is a recurring one because generally it's short stories. They're all short stories. Um, basically, I think it's uh, this schoolgirl who got who gets murdered by her teacher and all of her classmates, and is basically doomed to be resurrected over and over and just goes and just basically causes havoc and mayhem amongst the people who she comes into contact with. Just like, yeah, these fucked up, just short stories. Pretty much Lovecraftian Japanese um, manga, basically. Japanese are pretty fucked up. Gritty and disgusting yeah, yeah. and perfect. They've
3: got some <laughs> pretty good minds. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: uh, okay. we're, pretty, we're pretty fucked up from that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Mastigua. In honour of Isle of Dogs, <laughs> um, which I don't really even care about, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but should more adult films be animated <laughs> again alright two things I have to clarify should there again. be more so serious people so people don't come back in the future when I'm famous and hate me Isle of Dogs I do not not care about Isle of Dogs because I think it's shit it's probably amazing and beautifully crafted and I, it's just not my personal style Wes anyway, Anderson yeah, has yeah actually seen he's it? a spicy boy yeah. um no. I, I appreciate his craft a lot I just personally aren't all over it and, again, adult films meaning, like, you know, like, whatever. Mature, it's a not, not mature movie.
3: theme. Mature Without theme. everyone fucking every fucking. minutes. Yeah, exactly.
2: Something. It's got Yoko Ono. Not children. Yeah, so. it's got everybody in the film. Yeah. So, again, I think the, uh, the, the more detailed breakdown of this question is, are there pros to animation that more adult films could benefit from if the medium was more widely accepted outside of just children and family films? Yeah. I'm not
4: sure it ever will be. I feel like Disney's oh. kind of put the stigma on permanently. Like... Do you guys no. remember? Do you guys remember Big Mouth when no. that came out? Yeah, yeah. P- full on puberty, like total satire, <clears> everything <throat> like that. It was, yeah, like and um. There was a lot of. When it came rush. out, yeah, there was yeah. so much controversy because all these parents get, allowed their kids to watch it because like, oh yeah, it's a cartoon, it's for kids, and yeah, oh, fuck you know, that's it. just kids. parents yeah. being dumb. It's got
3: out. the R rating, like right yeah. there, exactly. Yeah.
0: What do we say about Rick and Morty then? Because that's clearly an art. Like oh, an adult, that is
3: yeah. the, as dark as it gets.
1: So uh, I think like you have to delineate between TV and film here because I you think do. TV's yeah. made a yeah, made yeah. a lot of strides in this space. Um, mostly the of, comedies, though. Yeah, mostly comedies. Yeah, is is so let's
2: say yeah. dramas for the argument's sake. You know
3: what? Um, like if you look at the history of animation, it's kind of depressing because when it first came out, there were like, mm. actual like adult themes explored in these um, mm. animations, like they weren't solely directed towards children because let's face it animation and the fact that we can like achieve it is pretty impressive yeah yeah so, like why wouldn't and, it be like why it wouldn't it wasn't like initially just a straight up like pandering kids but like the code came in so all these restrictions came in so right. like they turned into instead of like these uh, cartoons that like they were they were like a bit amateurish like it was still the early days like they weren't really complex story like plots and everything but like they dealt with like death and mortality and like they weren't afraid to be a bit racy with like their sexual kind of stuff. And then yeah, the Code came in and they had to like make them more like kid friendly mm-hmm. and that's how it became. And Walt Disney came in, like had a monopoly on it and that's how it became more of like seen as a kid's medium and it's yep. the stigma's still there. But like Wes Anderson, like adult themed, like like animations and everything. They're like, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty awesome. And it sucks that like it kind of skewed yeah. off like that. I-
1: what I want to think about is what advantages do, does animation bring to the table that you wouldn't do
2: in a... I think caricature is a massive one. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you can have your protagonist and your antagonist be human characters, but just through the actual visual style, mm-hmm. you can make them quite, you know, horrifying or affectionate or just, just in yeah. the actual animation style. Grotesque. So, like, a really yeah. good example of that is um, the... The Aussie bloke that we all watched, they just did the rig- rig Bushworld Adventures. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. Yeah. about <laughs> the power that imagery has on you
3: sometimes. Yeah. Dude, like they change his straight up appearance like just to fit like the emotional like you they yeah. want to get. Like there'll be one point where he'll look fucking terrifying holding a gun to like Morty's yeah. head. Yeah. And the next he'll be like, Yay hey, Morty, go Michael like, They
4: literally swap they swap and they actually like I watched it like I don't know how many fucking times I watched it, but like around the third or fourth time
0: <laughs> 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 I noticed no, every <laughs>
4: pretty much every cut it's a different animator. Ah. they got this really detailed Disney animator at times they got this other guy who's really like a really crude kind of like quick just go over on everything like not very detailed at all like it's pretty much it snaps so quickly between
5: different artistic styles like there's there's one one scene where he uh, like finishes the conversation he just like it's like Three, three different like yeah, exactly. animations of him just waddling away into the Pretty distance.
3: Much, yeah. He's like Goku and like one <laughs> punching a steering wheel. Or yeah. Yeah. it's like it's just. We're not He's straight up. there and, like you know do a little bit of animation. They change his straight up appearance. Yeah, that's crazy. That's great. Um, um, I
1: think uh, yeah. So going back to the topic. Yeah. Uh, my, you can't discuss this without discussing Don Bluth, and um, you know all dogs go to heaven. All his movies, Watership Down. Like I, I haven't seen a lot of them, but he is very well known for trying to bring animation out of this ghetto that it's found itself in. Right. Um. Uh. Throughout the eighties and nineties, I want to say. Um. But yeah, it's it. He didn't succeed. Like, yeah. Cause, uh, and and right. and it was difficult for him. Like and it was difficult for the industry, like the animation industry, I guess, because. Because of the stigma and because it was difficult to market something that was drawn cartoon, yeah, but um, aimed towards adults.
2: Because it feels yeah. like you either have to the only way to break this mold. It seems like is to go the opposite and pull a sausage party. Right. And go, yeah. let's make it yeah. so filthy. Wow. But
4: that, that kind of defeats the purpose because the fact that yeah. it's so subversive, it's just like, oh, we've got this one thing. Yeah, 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 There's nothing, it's either the one side of the spectrum or the other. There's no real image. Rather way, than like, like, what if we just made yeah. a
2: film about whatever I animated Yeah, that's really, there's nothing yeah. really
4: like that that's made waves and made more people do it. It's more like, oh, there's this other huge fucking movie, like totally, you know, totally abrasive, just, you know, oh, okay, we're done with that. And the next one's just going to come out in another few years.
3: And has, has anybody actually seen, like, Watership Down Here? I like, actually haven't. It, uh, <laughs> it kind of plays like a, um, uh, almost like a Peter Rabbit story, like one of these old children's like, stories. We're watching, like, you know, anthropomorphic animals, like, talking to each other. But it's a really, like, dark, like, really violent kind of mm-hmm. film as well that kind of surprised people when it came out. Like, it was late 70s. But, like, I think the problem is there's not enough examples of, like, they're too and far between of, like, actual serious, like, animated mm-hmm. films now cool. because the stigma is so ingrained. But, like, Wes Anderson's cool because I feel like if it was going to turn around, it would be because, like, auteur directors and, like, established directors yes. dip their hand in. Because mm-hmm. Wes Anderson's sure. done it before. Like, yeah, Luke, it's great that he does a- Fantastic yeah, He Mr. Fox. did, like, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox. did, like, Isle of Dogs still doing it. But, like... Score says he like Hugo, didn't he do like an animated movie? Yeah, yeah. that's not animated. They're like what well, part yeah. was animated? No, Tim Tim, Steven Spielberg and all that. Like, they're, yes. like uh, they're working their way in, but like they're not fully like taking steps to do it. But like if they did it and it like became more of an established thing, I feel like it would um probably help to change the stigma. That just, would be a perfect way to do it, yeah. I
4: just wanna give a, a shout out to Australian cinema while we're doing this. Good. Um yeah. you guys How's your do you guys <laughs> nah, no <I'm> <laughs> sorry. Do you, um do you guys I know uh, I don't know if Duke's seen it. I know I don't, Dylan's seen it because we were in the same class for it. Do you remember, um, uh, was it Mary and Max? Yeah. yeah that is a fun Oh, oh, yeah, oh I my God. I have Perfectly, perfectly Literally. straddles the line that between the holy <laughs> 100% what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, so good. How yeah. did I not bring that up?
2: It's like one of my favourite films. Yeah, Harvey yeah. Comfort as well, man. That movie's... Was- and Harvey Crumpet Harvey which won the first Australian yeah. uh, short film Oscar didn't it? It won the Academy
3: Award for, like yeah short Best animation. animation and it's yeah. so adult yeah. which is pretty impressive Milly, Yeah, that's the kind impressive. where because he does like the idea was when they first did animation you like you had all this untapped potential that's why they look really surreal because you know yeah. you could do it yeah. and Adam Elliott kind of does like it's this surrealistic aesthetic with like you know like kind of like plotting along characters but like really fucking
2: dark things <laughs> <laughs> it's, he, yeah, uh, and yeah. it's so beautiful too. Like it's a. Mm. And if anyone hasn't seen Mary Max, yeah, check it out. I'm still, it's like a monster. I'm somehow still not bored of it. And I saw. I it didn't like, like, like it the first
4: hours. time I saw it. Wow. I fucking hate it the first time yeah. I saw it, and then like too. second what? time it took I, the beams finally kicked in, and I'm like, holy shit, okay.
1: So, so what did you not see in the first time that you? Did?
4: I actually, ironically, I didn't quite because I was I was kind of half watching it because we had to watch it for school. Um, so I was kind of like... That already puts you in a zone. Exactly. And I'm like, man, it's just a goddamn kids movie. And then, like, we finally finished it off. And I'm like, yeah, right, okay. And we watched it again. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, the actual adult themes and all that, like, depression and all that stuff finally seeped in. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. It's pretty unique. You don't see many animated movies like that, sadly.
2: I feel like, actually, interestingly... Australia, it's very, it feels very Australian that one of the few films that does what we're talking about would come from, from, here, yeah, from yeah, Australia. Yeah. Cause we just, we don't really have the same like rules as a lot of other countries. Like if you look at our film industry, it is completely cooked as fuck. Like I don't have time to get into <laughs> it, but like we, like we had a period for instance where like we would give people tax incentives to make independent films to such an intense degree that you could make a film that fucking bombed and profit off the tax anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Much of the exploitation cinema come out like howling free. that was just like trash and like we're just hilarious. So to think that we would release a film like this actually kind of makes sense. That's, yeah.
5: That's pretty funny. All right. Well, uh, moving on to my topic. Uh, it's a bit of a change of pace, but I'm going to be talking about um, Harry Potter. And it's come back in recent years. So the original Harry Potter series, which was a book series, finished in I think it was like 2009, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Somewhere. the films finished a bit later. Um, they recently made a comeback in um, Was it Magical Beasts and Where to Find Them? Fantastic. Beasts. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. <made laughs> find them. Still haven't
3: seen any of those movies. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm out of the loop. Man.
5: And, I um, they've got five films lined up and they're going to release one every, oh, every year, no. uh, every, yeah, once every two much. years. So, uh,
1: Look, I, I fell asleep in Fantastic Beasts. The first Beasts, one? In the I cinema? In the first one. Yeah, um, I don't, I didn't see the appeal. <laughs> uh, and I'm, um, to be fair, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but, um... Are you a pothead? My, no. My, <laughs> well, my... <laughs> 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 so my, um... But my feeling watching Fantastic Beast was that the bad guy was right,
3: like Voldemort was right.
1: No, it wasn't Voldemort. No. In that film, it was, it was oh, someone who turned out to be Johnny, Johnny Depp, and then I felt bad. <laughs> bad.
3: But um, <laughs> who turned out to be <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. It's Johnny it's a, Depp. It's a very strange villain.
1: It's very strange. Well. You think it's, it's Colin a...
4: Farrell, and then it becomes
3: Johnny Depp. So um, like, I haven't seen it, but it's such a shame. Seen it,
1: so. But anyway, um, it was just like because his whole point was that like, why is a magical world hiding when we've got so much potential and like we could help people, we could do stuff to influence the real world and and
4: like I was like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right man.
0: There's damn muggles.
4: (laughs) Killmonger out (laughs) of of point.
3: (laughs) Uh, I kind of like personally, after like Harry I grew up like reading them, like not exactly like it's not what got me into books. Like I was already reading before that. But like I read them, and you know I enjoyed them, and that I watched the movies with everybody else. But by the end, I was like, yeah, I'm I don't done. think I don't think I see this as like you know the be all and end all that a lot of people give it like credit for. Yeah. like I can ta- I can leave it.
4: There, are, I would say like really they shouldn't they should have just stopped after the original series. Like they're just milking it basically. Like it's, yeah, the series is that's 20 a lot of that people are having. It's twenty years old now. Like they've told their original story across what several generations, seven, seven books. Which is pretty fucking big anyway for a series. There are, there are already so many, like, it's already, like, bred so many imitators. There's always, mm. it basically, I, don't, I can't really think of any young adult kind of novel series before Harry Potter that was as influential. And now they're all over the place. Like, say, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't want to bring it up. It's a genre now. Yeah, Twilight, right. Hunger Games. Yeah,
4: it's all over the place. Like, mm. we don't really need to continue Harry Potter, it's already yeah. given off so many
3: imitators. To a lesser extent, I'd say. I do but, have to admit, like it was, it's pretty cool what it did for like, yeah. reading for young kids because like it did, it definitely turned a lot of kids onto reading. Encourage me to read That
5: like that was a, probably the most influential book series when I was reading, like yeah. when I was a child reading books.
3: Like everybody turned out. Like everybody knew Harry yeah.
2: Potter growing up. Just looking at like cheeky rotten tomatoes here, I gotta say, <laughs> one of the most consecutively consistent. Fresh ratings, I think I've seen for a franchise. Like, we're talking 80%, 82%, 91%, 88, 78, 84, 79, and then 96. Okay, no, that's, sure that that 96. Wow. That's a pretty, like, consecutively strong, favorite to yeah. critical opinion. Something like, that's not a Marvel film. That's, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Dude. <laughs> Wait,
0: did you come from 1 to 8 or 1 to Fantastic Beasts?
2: No, I ignored Fantastic Beasts. I gotta say that's. Um, but that's still got seventy four. Real quick, no, what do you guys? Um,
3: what's your favorite movie out of the series? Like, does anyone have a favorite? Easily
4: book and movie, Goblet of Fire. I the like, last I movie. Like, I or like how dies. Definitely Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: love the one with the kids diary, <laughs> <Harry died>. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I like. Um, I
5: like Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, that's my Prisoner favorite. Azkaban.
3: I only I found this out later. Yeah, you know, it's the same guy who did Children of Men. Really? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we shot like oh. No one, like,
5: I like the book because I feel like that was the first one that took a darker turn in the book series. Yeah, I, I like, to me, like, the second one had like child death. No, but, like, I mean, that's a lot of child death The uh, argument can be made that that's quite dark. But... <laughs> I don't even remember that at all. Prisoner I just, of Azkaban I like, introduced serial killers yeah, and dementors. Was that was my favorite yeah. one
3: too. Like, Goblet was pretty
4: awesome as well. I'd say, because I recently, I wasn't watching it, I got um, a, a friend um, and his girlfriend was just um, showing him the Harry Potter film series and they were going through, um, they're up the chamber of secrets, I think. So I watched probably the, the, the last two thirds. So I missed, yeah, the first, the first bit of it and watched the rest. Um, but yeah, it just like, I, obviously like it, it, went right over my head cause I was like, what fucking like five or six or whatever when that one came out. But yeah, it's so like in retrospect, like it's so noir that one, like it's basically a detective murder mystery throughout Hogwarts. If you go, if you go back and watch it, like which one? Chamber of Secrets like, Oh yeah They're going through all the clues They're following all the leads There's all this tension Between like You know Harry might be the suspect It's like It's pretty full on actually Like it actually like Probably goes through Quite a lot of Sub genres Is like, that the
0: one with The invisibility cloak And the, the snake the, That's been killing The basilisk the the That's killing, mm. been killing Giant out. spiders and then, yeah. is that the one with the Tom dead Hall. girl in the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah the moaning toilet. Yeah. toilet. The yeah. dead girl in the toilet. <laughs> she was like 30 fucking... She, yeah, that she, she was in fucking... She was in friggin' train spotting. She was really old when they filmed 16 that. year old. Yeah, she was
4: in train spotting. Yeah. Who oh, yeah. was um, she in
3: transporting? She was, like, she was the actual one. one of the girl. girlfriends. She was the train. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. She was, yeah. <laughs> it was like Spud's girl who he like just throws his shoes out. Remember that Oh, oh, oh really? I'm pretty sure I was. Yeah, that, that's funny. Came back with get the sequel. Well. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, they just did a fourth book of, um, with the transporting crew. Wow. Just man. on a side note? Really? Yeah, I saw it the other day. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, they should. to keep talking about Harry Potter a heroin. <laughs> Personally, I want
1: to
4: heroin. I want to see the crossover when the stresses of Harry's life gets to him he becomes a heroin addict. Yeah.
3: Well, t- well, Renton is a redhead in the book, so I mean, Ron could easily just grow up and like you know, lose <laughs> Maybe, contact with Harry in five yeah. years. You know. What is
0: that? What is that guy doing today? Who? Emma Watson. No, Emma Watson. Waspre- <laughs> the, the guy who plays Ron Rupert Rupert. Rupert. This is how with yeah. River I Is he alive? I
3: don't know. Like he, was in a, he was in a World
5: War One film, I think. That was the last I saw him.
1: Last thing I saw him mean, was a trailer for a Kickstarted movie, like version of Macbeth. I think that was, that was it. How long
0: was that ago?
1: A couple years ago. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude I mean, just put up a, a picture of Emma Watson, you know? Emma Watson's been Just out. decided to pass the camera. <laughs> <Don't really laughs> Thanks, Lucky we're not doing a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> 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 is
3: that
2: sexist? What? It's not, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Me right. putting like a photo of Emma Watson up and showing five men what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> In what way is it? Did, it I, just, don't, I don't
1: understand why you show it to us. Me neither. <laughs> I think it's for I attention,
3: I think I'm a big of you. She's well I've got an artwork guys, hey, I'm just a <gonna laughs> Oh <Anyway>. <laughs> shit. She's a great actress. So what did you want to say Nick, Harry Potter?
0: Um, <laughs> I, I think
3: we've we discussed most of it. Is <laughs> this <Are laughs> p- where
5: we end? Are you, are you a potheader? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just a big fan of Harry Potter. <laughs> or, or Emma Watson. <laughs> Is anyone Emma Watson. A
3: or a pot enthusiast or
5: didn't Emma Watson go to like Harvard?
3: Harvard to Isn't she incredibly <laughs> yeah, talented oh in so many fields?
0: Like, I think she like went to Oxford. I don't think she got, yeah, went to Harvard. Know. I'm pretty
3: sure she went to some prestigious school. but Like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so yeah. awesome.
0: Well, well, I think that wraps up uh, what episode are we up to? Three. <laughs> Three. It's <laughs> been so many of them. Every time we
3: Harvard, end, Emma Watson, it's education. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shoutouts to no one. Shoutouts to Avengers, because I came out today. We're not is, talking about it. Is, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we
4: might have a review soon, maybe. Maybe. I might
0: probably see it in two not. weeks.
2: Yeah. I think that would be a fun podcast.
0: An okay. entire episode dedicated to yeah, Avengers. Let's, do
2: Avengers let's, let's make sure. No one else on the internet will do that. We should no, probably yeah. make sure. <laughs> yeah, nobody. It'd be,
4: it'd be more fun, I reckon, if all of us well, Whoever the fuck's going to be in the or episode. Go nah, go, go read Infinity Gauntlet. And go see um, Infinity War, so you actually have like. Way too much of it? Well, no, not, re- <laughs> not really. It's only going to be like an hour to read. I'm going to say War. I
3: am not going to do that. Please.
4: The movie's <laughs> like. Well, <laughs> I'd it? like to compare.
1: I'm so. not even going to see the movie. Let's just do the podcast. Then we'll be like, I'm <trying> like,
3: <laughs> maybe, oh.
5: like the, this is a an interesting ending to the podcast.
0: <laughs> the movie's like t- more than two hours, two, two be, hours and a half there long. <laughs> there will be edits. There will be edits. Is it really? Well, all right, guys. We'll uh, find us on Anchor, iTunes, Facebook, podcast, YouTube, obviously, YouTube, YouTube. Pocket Podcast. Yeah, and we'll see you in two weeks' time.
1: All right. Cheers. See ya. Later. Later.